0: Hello and welcome back to Black O'Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for another episode of Peacemaker. This is season one, episode four. The Choad Less Travel. This episode was written by James Gunn, directed by Jody Hill. I gave it an 8.8 out of 10. It was a strange mixed bag of found myself unexpectedly enjoying what I was seeing but also (laughs) still having this moment of huh so I guess that just means I'm acclimating but in a positive direction (laughs) so um, I don't know how to put that in in words as you clearly could tell by My expressions and trying to explain why I enjoy this episode, even though I still find it weird. I also am just not a fan of the song choices. I haven't found one song choice that I have enjoyed. It's funny because I just watched Midnight Mass, and the exact same thing with that show there was not one single musical selection. I I thought you know meshed well with any of the scenes even if maybe the lyrics did the the tone it, it meshed weirdly and I think that's where I'm getting the the weirdness from so the group I didn't write any notes just to let you know so if I jump all over the place that's why but I do know that we start with them after the mission in the back of the van. I will say I was very fucking surprised that Judo Master was alive. I'm like, how does he not have brain damage? And then they still hooked him up to machines at the end of this episode. Like he got a cat, like he's a cat with nine lives. Explain to me. Explain to me. But my favorite character by far vigilante is very bothered by his peaky toe being almost almost cut off thinks he will never walk again she tells him leota that that's ridiculous of course she'll walk again (laughs) but he is mostly uh passive aggressively angry at chris for basically allowing him to be tortured but it should be his honor in chris's opinion (laughs) um they all discuss how he's not going to be crippled in any capacity when they uh, look at judo master and they take him back to their headquarters smith also claimed that he killed the butterfly and we see him later on with that shit in a jar. You fucking what, mate? And during the fight with, with um Christopher, he, judo master, says that they're not what you think they are. We know that they're aliens, we know they're all over the place, but we don't know what it means. And hardcore even mentions hey it would be very nice if we had had one of these creatures to study alive i'm not sure why smith is keeping the information from everyone else but i think ultimately he doesn't trust the team and then they prove that he can't trust them when he finds out a little bit later uh that they framed his father for the murder of the the previous butterfly but first, he and Vigilante drive off to get some equipment, a whole hell of a lot of equipment. He stole like six helmets from his father, if not more. Um, before that, though, it turns out Vigilante is going to be part of the team, yeah, whose real name is Adrian Chase, and yes, his job is a waiter or a busboy. <laughs> um he has to be kept in the know so that he doesn't speak so smith is responsible for keeping him close myrn has a word with him one-on-one like i know that you choked up back there i need a psychopath i need killers i need people to take care of the job but it feels like they got the f minus team (laughs) because they really are the f minus team um he does point out you told me to kill children even though my motto is killing men women and children a i need to have the real whatever symbol on his weapon secondly they were children even the homely one which made him feel worse (laughs) because now he just pitied him or her he ain't right but he does admit well yeah maybe i did push too far with the children but i need to know i can count on you and then when you come back tonight i'll explain what the butterflies are which catches us up to them going to augie's home the neighbor catches his eye he tried to avoid him then when he came back out he was standing right there like what's up also hilarious conversation that went on between uh adrian and chris because he's like your father is a racist he was a racist supervillain, <laughs> and he's still alive you know that that's exactly what you're supposed to be fighting against he's like yeah but he's family and he just kept pointing out that his father was racist i loved it that's when they, ha- when he has the debate with the old man neighbor where he's like, so if you're a superhero, why don't you have a gang of supervillains? He's like, well, because my supervillains are six feet under. And he brings up a very relevant point. If Batman had put his villains in the ground instead of letting them continue to escape, how many lives could he have possibly saved? But we also had a comic that went through that so i thought that was hysterical that they brought it up in this universe and he's like look i was trying to have a conversation and you're taking it way too far that's when he learns that his father is in jail and that they set him up he calls myrn about it he's like fuck you uh adrian's like i told you that it wasn't best friend material as they go to the jail so that he can see his father, even though they don't want them to sleep or speak to each other. Harcourt, he just wants to fuck her. So Myrn sends Leota because at least they can or he trusts her. The thing about leota though is she is feeling really conflicted about everything. She didn't like killing the one man. Uh, britta made her feel bad about it saying you know if you're gonna do this job you gotta make the hard decisions then she goes to the bathroom to cry she goes to economist and i'm still is it economist economist whatever i think i might just call him diebeard from now on because that seems way easier well i guess i could just call him ease sizzle I like the fact that they're not traditionally, because I know someone pointed out, well, yeah, they're not traditionally what you would imagine superheroes, but they're trying their best. I get that aspect of it. Trust me, I do. I did try to compare this a little bit to Doom Patrol, but it does seem a little overly inflated in that direction to the point where I, I don't necessarily buy it i mean i love guardians of the galaxy because they're a quirky team that we don't you know necessarily see as the superheroes of the galaxy however this team is on a next level of incompetent that doesn't necessarily square with (laughs) you know the same type of premise that's been done elsewhere so that's what i meant by that particular statement in my last podcast leota gets there and tells him look your father is not the best of people you're a good person but he's not he's a super villain he can't be saved i've read everything in your file it's fucked up what he's done to you he says he's you know still family and he goes to speak with them and the whole entire time his father is absolutely dragging him for filth fuck you, fuck you. He said I never loved you I loved your brother but not fucking you you were just a flesh I watched you come out of your mother's coochie and I should have slit your neck hello darkness my old friend I've come to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping Christopher really gonna say well maybe I'm the good kind of chode Wow bruh I'm gonna need you to recognize that your father is abusive and even says, I'm about to snitch, but I'm not a rat. Hola, 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 hola. Which reminds me of this stupid ass thing someone made me watch called Sidewalk, where somebody really jumped into a scene and was, <laughs> as a rat, he was like, I'm a rat, but I ain't a snitch. <laughs> and the crowd was like, ah i'm like what is going on in new york seriously while waiting for peacemaker lieta strikes up a conversation with um vigilante he tries to pretend he's not vigilante she's like what's wrong with your foot (laughs) and he finally uh kind of sort of acknowledges it after she says you ain't fooling nobody just so you know she tells him he's a good person just like chris is a good person but his father is really bad and puts the idea in his brain that he would be better off without him permanently hold up i'm busy killing these bitches it did not take more than a second for that idea to (laughs) spread in his brain he's like i gotta go do something Next thing you know, he goes to the back and full view of officers and takes a garbage (laughs) and throws it at the police station to get arrested so he can get in jail. They're screaming at him. He's a fucking psychopath. He steps to the table where Augie's at. He's so happy when he sees him like, I'm about to murk this motherfucker. He tries to start the fight, but unfortunately... He's caught out there. And now he thinks that his son working for the government is now after him. And I have a feeling that the father is going to have to be taken out by the end of the season. Because now he's calling Detective Song. Because all they got to do is run the fingerprints twice. And he'll be out of jail. And thus he going to try to think that he needs to defend himself. Or he's going to feel... That he needs to take them down regardless because he told him all the t's like yeah it was real alien invasion like i know you don't like aliens but these are real aliens stupid this of course is found out a little bit later and Mern's like i cannot believe <laughs> when he hung up on the phone and he just looked at economists and he's like why is he looking at me i don't know maybe because you framed his father <laughs> Any he mouths then he has to hear about leota (laughs) who decided to step up because that's what britta told her to do and put the idea of an assassination to stop augie from talking to the detectives and that causes a debate between who is christopher's best friend because diebeard knows it's definitely eagly and not adrian who still was uh, a little mad about being tortured and Peacemaker not being really empathetic for it about it. But eventually the two make up and apologize. Leota drives Christopher home, tells him everything's gonna be fine, don't worry about it. Even though she knows she sent that boy on a killing mission. <laughs> That's when uh divebeard calls her and says judo master has escaped so there is a chance to regain his honor for peacemaker and the two go toe to toe it was funny last episode when he was calling him all those little jokes when he's like if i'll keep you around if i need a hamstring (laughs) but judo master can't come up with any additional jokes and he's always munching on something crunchy they have a battle And just as he's trying to appeal to him. That you don't know what the butterflies are. Lieta shoots him in the chest. And freaks out. Because he's like fuck. uh, That was really my second chance. And I had it. And I didn't need your help. But she's. She's going to say this is the first time I've killed someone. I'm like no it's not. You just killed someone last episode. This is the second person that you've killed. But then they tell her you really didn't kill him. Because he can make his kidney his heart or some shit and i thought it was bullshit until we saw him being being put back in the restraints i'm like if that's a corpse we don't need to do all that so it really is hard to kill these motherfuckers he must be a little bit more than human but this is this is intriguing this is very intriguing (laughs) britta comes in trying to repair what she has broken telling her yeah you did the right thing because you stepped up But then seeing a little bit later that she regretted that because that pushed her into a really dark, (laughs) a dark place, and she keeps saying, I don't think I'm okay with any of this. But she does tell her it's good after she said the first time I killed someone, I didn't get my period for three months. That it's good that you feel bad. It's good that you still have emotions and that you're not heartless. She keeps saying. That Amanda Waller is such a terrible person, and that's her mother. Every time they bring this up, I'm like, Yeah, I didn't watch the movie. I have no idea about Amanda Waller. (laughs) So I'm never gonna watch the movie. I'm just not. I have no inclination whatsoever to watch Suicide Squad or the follow up. I don't care if the second one's better or not. But this, of course, uh prompts them to get homeboy out of jail before he ends up actually killing someone which he does and he seems very sad about it introduces himself as adrian to Britta when she picks him up pretty emotional scene at the end of the episode to a song i still that's why i was like i want to be feeling more and i think that john cena was doing what he was supposed to you know he, he starts drinking he uh, hits a bong, and he's trying to numb his brain so that he can remember what he's not remembering. Which is, which he goes to the bar and asks Britta, "What's in my file?" She's like, "I didn't really study it." He's like, "Come on, can you tell me?" And he does, and she does. Like, basically, your brother died under mysterious situation. Your father trained you to be a killer. He's a really fucked up person. <laughs> and it seems as if yeah his father gave him a knife at a very young age and we see him killing someone then we see something happening with his brother where he had a seizure of some kind uh but yeah he's repressed these memories and they're starting to resurface and then you have this memory which apparently is of him killing uh my baby boo damn why can't i remember the actor's name right now (laughs) y'all know who i'm talking about uh in must have been from the suicide squad movie where he calls him peacemaker that's a joke and people must have really hated the fact that he killed that guy and maybe that's why everyone hated his character in the movie because i know mimi has some very strong feelings about peacemaker (laughs) Uh, and i can see killing A fan favorite like that, and that's uh, that's Bay. That would be a lot to take on. Leota uses her brain, which I feel as if that's where her strength is, and she is able to find the connections through the paperwork where the last butterfly that he killed was at. And it turns out, well, one of the cards is linked to her job uh key card so we now know where she works so there's a connection she calls myrn he says i'll be there in a minute and then we find out that he's a butterfly as well Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. make a u-turn let's keep our enemies guessing that was a little bit of an intriguing twist so i enjoyed that what does that mean that we don't know are the butterflies the enemy or are they more of a pestilence that maybe we need some anti-heroes to to do the right thing and take care of if you want to send feedback on our next episode of peacemaker blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time Peace, hair grease, and blackout magic.